What's up, guys? Welcome back to the eighth episode of Undercover Weaves podcast. This episode going to be talking about the most emotional, the most heartbreaking, the most I don't, episode I don't eight. Let's more, get it. I don't it. have any more synonyms. Most emotional moments in all of anime. There's so many. This is uh, kind of what makes anime good. And mine and AK's lists lists are about to differ drastically because this is kind of his cup of tea. I'm more into the chad-esque anime with a lot yeah. of action and shit this is where and you're gonna notice our taste differences really yes, distinctly definitely. for the first time uh, aka is the more cultured man yeah i've in seen this, in this regard i've seen a few more weebier shows than noah has and the weebier shows <laughs> tend to hit harder in the feels than your classic shonens in your uh even though i mean shonens can still hit but yeah, dude, the reason I don't like weeby shows is because when I started watching anime, I said this in a previous video, I got put on Welcome to the NHK from a YouTuber that I was watching, and that shit was the worst thing I've ever seen, and I was like, fuck this, weeby stuff sucks. I go, yeah. I'm scarred, I'm scarred. I can see but... if you start off with something bad, then you're just never gonna want to go back to it. But once you told me to watch Death Parade, it might have opened the door a tad, but yeah, we'll get Death into Parade that later. <laughs> I wouldn't really consider that even like a weeby show, though, because that's just like, different. It's like not a shonen, but it's also not like a slice of life. Should I start with my honorable mentions? Yeah, like... yeah, we do have right. five. We're structuring this. Uh, a lot of in mine are top ten, but yeah, a lot of mine are from uh, One Piece, so I'm not going to talk about them too much. That's why I'll just start it off quick. But I feel like One Piece actually has so 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 many emotional moments. Like there's actually, it's ridiculous how many they have. At least like once every arc or saga. Yes, there's a a good one or two some some uh, emotional moments that stick out to me though just like when i think about it off the top of my head what sticks out is zoro's pledge to never lose again after losing to a uh, mihawk i thought that was an awesome moment i also think there's some moments you haven't seen yet like there's a part where luffy kind of finds himself after certain events happen and he realizes that he does have something to live for and that's his crew that part was also just super wow. emotional and heavy. He uses his brain for once. He he does, and it was it was really cool. There's a return of a certain character. That, that part hit pretty heavy with Luffy. And there's also uh, Trafalgar D. Waterlaw. You haven't met him yet, but his backstory is extremely intense. And there's just so many moments that I can think of right off the top of my head, so I just wanted to go over a few. And another one I got, AK, from JoJo's gotta throw a meme in there the death of danny season one. Oh, Rick i can't danny. even remember who danny is he's the dog bro oh <laughs> come on you put that one in there but i was expecting the death of Sh uh shigichi that hit oh, different shigichi grabs I the fucking door handle vaporized. I, I hated that kid so much but then when he died i was like maybe i didn't hate him so much no, nah, there's there's just a lot of sad deaths in JoJo's. Iggy's probably hit the hardest for me personally. I don't know. I didn't really like Iggy either. But what the what the fuck? His was so sad. I don't even remember how he died. He was um he was getting stomped by that guy who could vaporize stuff like inside his mouth. He had like a. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. And then he saved Polnareff, so mm -hmm. Polnareff could kill him. Polnareff gets guy. saved a lot in yeah part two. <laughs> Get saved by Avatar I mean. twice and Iggy. God damn. And then I was going to say, uh, have you ever seen the anime Akame Got Kill? I've heard of it. 
there's some it's pretty emotional movie. moments in that. Like the first first episode, I was like, "What the fuck? This is dark." And then uh, I, there's a couple character deaths that are super impactful as well in that. But that's it for my honorable mentions. Uh, creating this list was actually kind of hard for me. Well, it was so, like the easiest list I've ever created. <laughs> yeah, so you can take away your honorable mentions now. All right, so I guess my honorable mentions aren't in any structure. My first one is like the end of Promised Neverland where you get Isabel's backstory where you realize that like she's just doing everything to survive. Yeah. That that was like, that was kind of heavy. That was. Next one is uh, my personal favorite part of Black Clover, which is a smaller arc where they go to the witch's forest mm-hmm. and it's Vanessa's arc. And it's where oh, they're all yeah. they're all like hanging on crosses and Asta's cutting them down. Like not the crosses, but the people. Yep. Like he's just murking them. And then Vanessa finally gets like her red thread of fate. That, that, was, then, that was a good moment. That was a pretty cool arc, except for that fight between Asta and that chick was horrible. Black Clover really succeeds in the fact that like their power system allows characters to come up with new powers when they're in like their biggest time of need. And I think that helps the show emotionally. I agree, yeah. One of the few that is going to come up for Mob Psycho, when Mob is getting bullied, uh, when he goes into, like, do the exorcism for that one girl, uh, and he, like, goes into, like, her dreams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's getting bullied, that I just feel so sad for him. Oh, my God, I, I kind of forgot about that part. Yeah, that, that was really sad. Everything was just going wrong for Mob. Wasn't he in there for, like, nine months or He's some shit? He's in there shit? for a long time. Well, like, in the outside world, I think it was just, like, a couple of minutes. But, like, no, in yeah. the dream. It he, felt like nine months to mob or something. If he was literally living his actual life in the yep. story, being bullied for several months, like, ruthlessly bullied. Yeah, I thought that was hard to watch, to be honest. A lot of these on my list are things that I almost don't want to see again. Especially, like, my number one and number two. Like, I don't think I'll watch those shows because I don't think I want to hurt like that. Especially in my number one. Yeah. That's all I have for my honorable mention, so you can start your top ten. My top ten, number ten, I have, it's from Code Geass, even though I haven't finished it yet. Uh, it's Euphemia's and Shirley's death. They're both, they both were uh, pretty impactful. I did not see Shirley's death coming at all, really. They were both kind of deaths that I didn't expect especially in the moment that they happened yeah those are both times that lelouch kind of did a, a small brain move mm-hmm. like he just kind of wasn't thinking well he accidentally did it to euphemia right? yeah and then <laughs> shirley's was a little bit different that was more purposeful but when he accidentally did it to euphemia on the inside i was like why like no way this is happening yeah i was just like lelouch what the fuck are you doing bro yeah he had some he had some little brain moves in there along with all the big brain moves but you know it happens it happens to the best of us my number my number 10 is also from mob psycho Uh, and this is a part from mob psycho that you can really just look at mob and be like you can learn how to live from this guy because he's just like the ideal person yeah, Mob's great. Like, He's a great dude. And no, my number 10 is from, uh, like, the mini-girlfriend arc, where oh, he's with yeah. Emmy, and, like, Emmy gives her book to her friends, thinking that they were gonna think it's, like, cool, 
but then they just rip it up and like make fun of her and she she's obviously very upset about it but she's not gonna like do do anything or say anything to him about it because she wants to be cool and then mob starts picking up the pieces yeah she was quite quite upset and he fixed it with his psychic abilities yeah, yeah that that scene hit different and then they pick up all the one thing i didn't really ever understand about that scene other than like obviously it helps the emotional impact of the scene is like they spend all the time physically picking up the pieces but then yeah. they just set them on a random spot on the ground yeah then he just fixes it yeah then he just uses his psychic abilities and puts it all back together but that that part hit hit pretty well yeah I'd say. Oh my god, I just thought of one that's in my honorable mentions. Sorry, it just popped into my brain randomly. There's this part in One Piece where uh, literally, like, hundreds of these things called mink get tortured. Like, they get their limbs cut off. It's so dark, bro. And they're all doing it because um, one of the Big Mom pirates goes to try to find this guy that the minks are supposed to be hiding. And so literally, like, these hundreds of minks, they're, like, missing limb, they were tortured, a bunch of them were crucified, but, like, they still survived. Mm-hmm. And this sir- and they're like, no, he's not here, we don't know what you're talking about. So this big mom pirate was just torturing these mink. Then all of a sudden, this guy shows up, and he's like, uh, where is my friend, the one that the big mom pirates were, were looking for? And this whole time, you think that he actually, they weren't hiding him. And the whole, like, these hundreds of mink got tortured just to save and hide this one guy. And you have to watch that moment in the anime because that shit hit so heavy. Oh, my God. I can't wait till you get there. Honestly, as of another side note, as I've been reading One Piece, I feel like I kind of almost want to watch it along on the anime because I feel like I'm missing a lot on the anime. Yeah, it's some of the moments are more impactful with the anime. Definitely. definitely. And sometimes it's hard to like tell what's going on in a fight scene when you're not like actually watching it instead of reading it. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Go ahead with your number 9. My number 9 is uh Jiraiya's death from Naruto. I forget who Jiraiya is. I don't he was I'm in not Shippuden. A big Naruto guy. Oh, he, so it um, happened in Shippuden? Then I yeah, he he was kind of Naruto's father figure. Like I don't know, he was like Naruto sensei for a while. Taught him how to go into stage mode and stuff, and was a trainer of Naruto. And they just really bonded. Like during the time skip in Naruto, like in between Naruto and Naruto Shippuden, mm-hmm. he was with Jiraiya, and Jiraiya was honestly probably my favorite character in the show. One of them at least, top two or three, probably number one. But he um. Yeah, he his death, spoiler, I guess, but Naruto's been out for so long, I don't care. But he dies, and it was such an impactful scene because you just know, like, he was so important to the story, and he carried so much weight with Naruto because they were such homies, and his death just hit different. It was super sad. Um, you haven't seen it, so no. I guess you wouldn't really um, get it, but it was very intense. I'll probably end up picking up Naruto again sooner or later. Just because it's like, I feel like I need it for the culture. But it's just not really my cup of tea, I guess. It's good for, especially an older shonen. Yeah, it is pretty good. A lot of filler, but you can go ahead with your next one. I just wanted to yeah, put that out there. sure. My number nine is from a show that I'm pretty sure, like, I'm one of the ten people in the world that actually watched it. Uh, and I feel like a lot of people have actually seen this clip. It's from K- uh, Karakuri Circus. 
I've, I think you've seen the clip, actually. It's like when the main character's name is Masaru, and he goes back to school for the first time. And, like, before this, he was the, literally, like, being tortured in a house. Uh, and then he, like, escapes with this guy that's, like, or, like, he wasn't being tortured. He was being, like, chased after, and then he got, like, all injured and stuff. And then this guy named Narumi, like, saves him, and that guy dies saving Masaru. And when he gets back to school, like, this is a kid is maybe, like, 10, 11 years old. And he goes back to school, and he's just getting ruthlessly bullied at school. But, like, all of his scars are covered up with it. Like, he's wearing a long sleeve t-shirt and, like, a headband. And finally, like, he's getting bullied the whole day at school. And one of the kids finally hits him hard enough that his headband falls off. And then he just gets, like, a super savage mode look in his eyes. And you can see his giant scar on his forehead. And then uh, he takes his shirt off and says, like, there's nothing you can do that is worse than what I've already been through. And, like, you see all of his scars. Oh, no, I actually have seen that clip. It's in, like, a classroom. Yeah. It's and he just the... stands up and, like, takes his shirt off. Yeah, I've actually seen that clip. And he's scarred up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people have seen that specific clip mm. from and from Karkari Circus. And that's actually the clip that made me want to watch the show. Because I'd, I'd never heard of it up until, like, I was probably surfing through Instagram one day. And it was just, like, that clip. The show sounds interesting. Was it good? It was good for the first season. Uh, actually, I think it is only is one season, but it's like thirty some episodes long. Uh, but for like the first half, it was pretty good. But then the pacing got really bad. Gotcha. Uh, which happens a lot. It was on Amazon, which is probably why nobody's ever seen it. That is, God, Amazon's got some sleepers that not a lot of people watch. It does, but honestly, I wouldn't recommend the show. Gotcha. Uh, so it was, <laughs> it was just one one part from the show that was really good, which was that mm-hmm. part. Yeah, that that scene is actually pretty cool. It's all over YouTube. Mm-hmm. Interest, interesting. I can kind of relate because I've seen that clip. That's the sole clip I've seen. A lot of people have seen only that clip. Uh, my number eight is Tide. It's Grave of the Fireflies and Steins Gate. Both just tragic, like basically downhill stole. Grave of the Fireflies is just completely downhill the whole fucking movie. Yeah, and I, I mean felt- it starts at the bottom because you know from the beginning that both of them are dead. But then, like, it gives you their journey. Them losing their home and their parents and then living with their Dude, just watching, them. watching his sister slowly deteriorate throughout the whole thing was just, oh, uh, that so was, heartbreaking, That was bro. so heartbreaking. Because you know he would do anything to save her and you just know they're not going to make it. And it's just, oh, it's, it's so sad. That's a tough bro. one to get through. That is it a is. tough show to get through. But it makes it so good at the same time. It's just so sad. And then Steins Gate also is pretty impactful. When yeah, that's Mayuri... actually... I'll just skip over my number seven because mine is also from Steins Gate. But especially the one that I thought hit the hardest was Mayuri's first death. Yeah, Mayuri's first death was... That hit hard. And then you just understood what was happening. You're like, oh my god. You're like, oh no. Oh no. Oh, I didn't really get because everyone's like this show is really dark just wait and it was like it takes not... 10 15 episodes to get to the dark part yeah and then wow does it get dark bro it makes sure to flesh out the characters enough that you actually care about them before 
shit hits the fan. God, just watching her die over and over and over, no matter what Kiyoma does. Watching Kiyoma watch her die over and over. Yeah. was brutal. Just because, like, she means so much to him, and he just relived her dying so many times. You get to see him literally just become a completely new man. Yep. In desperation to save her life. It, oh, God, Steins Gate is so good. Wonderful show. It is a great show. My number eight is uh from Seven Deadly Sins, the new season, which I don't believe you've seen yet. But oh, it's, episode five. It's well, you get Gother's story arc in this season, and this mm-hmm. is uh basically it's Gother's sin is the part that's super impactful. I don't really want to spoil it for you, but basically he's trying to save someone. Uh, like his he's the sin of lust uh so he's trying to save someone that he met like when he still had his emotions Mm -hmm. and he cuts or like he takes out his artificial heart and like cuts her open and tries to put it in her to save her but then people think that he murdered her oh and it, it was it was like not expected from gother because like in the beginning, in the early parts of Seven Deadly Sins, like, Gother's just kind of an ass. Yeah. And when you figure out, like, why he's that way, and, like, why he has no emotions, mm-hmm. it's super depressing, actually. Shit hits different, though. It does. It's it's my favorite arc of Seven Deadly Sins so far, I'd say. So yeah, far, because gonna... I feel like the next couple arcs are probably going to hit pretty different. Yeah, I'm going to finish up Seven Deadly Sins and Code Geass this week, I think. Yeah, you gotta finally finish Kogias, damn it. I know I do, I know, I know. Well, you wanna go away, go on with your number seven? My number seven is uh, the ending of Fate Zero, when, you know, the Holy Grail is doing all that stuff, and overflows, and wrecks the city, and Emiya is just, like, trying to find survivors, and he's just broken, and then he finds Shiro, and he's just so happy. He's like, at least I could save one. And he's just, that part was so sad. It just hit so different for me, at least. Fate Especially Zero was, ju- yeah, it was just a show that I watched for, like, because people say it's amazing, but I don't know. I didn't really get into it, but that was one part that what actually did make an impact. And then because before that, you get, like, you get to see Emiya's, like, thinking on how he will really do anything to save the most amount of people. It's kind of fucked up philosophy, I guess. Yeah. But- I mean, it's not, it's just, he's kind of a deep character. And that ending part, especially after his whole internal struggle struggle with the whole boat scene and what he'll do to save people, it just, I thought that was pretty intense and heavy. Yeah, the whole, after they get into the Holy Grail, and then he gives up his wish, the other guy yep. gets it. Isn't that how it goes? I, uh, I, didn't, I, I was very confused on the ending. Yeah, the ending was kind of confusing. But yeah, like the whole world was exploded. Yeah, either ways. Uh, I guess I'll skip over my number seven because we'd already talked about Science Gate. So I'll go to my number six, and that's from Death Parade, the last episode of Death Parade. Uh, what? When... That's higher on my list than yours. What? You must have seen some sad shit, uh, man. Yeah, my <laughs> my next ones that are coming up after this are are heaters for sure. There, wow. I mean, I mean, you've seen only two of the f- two of my top five okay uh, for shows but 
number my number six from death parade when he's doing chiyuki's judgment his last judgment of the girl that was like his assistant at his that bar part, for that part was so good. the last how many months or i don't even know like it doesn't really give you a very good timeline but it's been a while just to give like a little premise of the story decim is an arbiter that has no feelings he's just a doll that makes mm-hmm. decisions to send people to heaven or hell and he's doing a, the judgment on the girl that's been with him for the past how long so he obviously should have like some emotional impact for this girl yeah and he does that judgment in a completely different way than any other one like what a what a dick that is <laughs> that what a dick that move. whole episode i was like this is just cruel Dude, this is I, so cruel. It was so cruel. It was done so well. Oh my god. Because he the emotion her... portrayed in that scene was unbelievable. He like, like he shows her uh, what her family's life is like after she died. Oh what an asshole. He just broke her down to the most fundamental level of human emotion in that show. And she was struggling, going back and forth, like do I press the button? She wanted oh, to press, press it the button. so bad. But the thing was, the only ca- like she had to press the button to bring herself back to life. But the catch was that if she pushed the button, someone else in the world would die. And that, and it was all a test. Yeah, it was I really, all a trick. I really thought that if she pressed the button, she might be reincarnated. So did like, I. But it was, it was just going to send her to the void. What the whole part of the episode <laughs> that hit the worst though is when she gave up on pushing the button, but then she picked it back up and gave it to Decim and started begging him to push it. She's, like, screaming, like, please press the button. I can't do it. Please, like, press the button. And she's just on the ground, a wreck, and then Decim just... He finally, like, the, the... They have, like, weird, like, crosses in their eyes. The crosses disappear, and, like, the whole world around them just shatters. Yep, and he just and starts, he starts to, crying. God, how is that your six, dude? That part, that's my number two. I feel like I probably put it down a little too far, to be honest. But my, I know, I think I put my three a little too high. But four, two, and one are belonging of their spot. They deserve where they're at. Gotcha. Yeah, that, God, Death Parade's so good. That last, oh. And actually, in Death Raid, you could make an argument for every single episode. There's yeah. a part. Like, I thought about mentioning the episode where they, like, play in the arcade. Yep. And then you learn how the guy dies and how, like, he never appreciated his mom or, mm-hmm. like, his stepmom. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, this God. Is the suicide one? Yeah. Yeah. There's like, so mm-hmm. many. Every episode, bro. Every episode. Every episode hits for that show. Every single one. <laughs> the most cloud episode, and even this was impactful, was how the one guy died via explosion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he's a player. Oh, that part. That part was cloud. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, you can go ahead with your uh, number six. My, my six is uh, the Eclipse from Berserk. Oh, my God. What a climax to one of the best arcs in all of fiction. The Golden Age arc in Berserk. Is, it, is the Golden Age arc the ones covered in, like, the three movie series? Yeah. 
Yep. And is that like the beginning arc? Yep, it's the beginning arc. I think the Golden Age arc starts on like volume uh, three of Berserk. Because the first three volumes happen after, and then you understand why Guts is the way he is. And oh my fucking god. Oh my god. It's just an absolute bloodbath. The most fucked up shit happens, bro. You have no idea. Because I've, I've really been debating picking up or watching the movies or like the 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 movies that are on Netflix, the they're CGI not, ones. Yeah, they're not bad. It's just like, but I don't want to miss any like the the story. Like I yeah, don't want it to be out of order. Is it's the hard not thing. out of order really because even the 1997 version, I think it starts with the Golden Age arc, and that was actually really good. They were done better than the movies, but the movies get the point across. Like, I enjoyed the movies. Yeah, I'll probably end up watching the movies and then reading the manga, because I don't think I want to pick up the 98, or, yeah, the 98 version. It's one of the most fucked up uh, things in all of anime, is the Eclipse. Poor Guts. He chops off his, this is how he loses his arm. He cuts it off. He actually, like, rips it off. I didn't know he lost his arm. He loses his arm, bro. It gets caught in a demon's mouth, and there's something very fucked up going on right in front of his face. And he just starts stabbing his arm with his sword. Like, it's like a sliced off, like, half of a sword. And then he just rips his arm off and goes crazy. He ends up losing an eye, too, man. I did know he <laughs> lost an eye. Every It's fucked up. It's so fucked up. Oh. Berserk stuff, is a show, or it's it's one that I really wish got a faithful adaptation because I think I'd really enjoy it, but I be, don't yeah. have the money to invest into manga. Right, it'd be one of the best anime of all time if it got a good adaptation because a lot of people consider it the single best manga of all time. It's, it's good. the the most like sorrowful seinen out there, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, it's fucked up. Everything that everything bad that can happen to guts happens. Everything. There's no character in any sort of fiction that has a harder life than Guts. That's brutal. Absolutely Lose, brutal. Loses everyone. Yep. Like, he's just... Every, bro, it's so fucked. It's like, but the, yeah. it's like the classic shonen trope where he loses everyone times a million. Times a million. And, like, his whole upbringing is just darkness and sadness. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing good happens to this man besides in the Golden Age arc. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's... Berserk is so fucking good. Everything gets taken away from Guts. He is not allowed to experience happiness, ever. He never is allowed to experience happiness. It's like, literally, every time he finds joy in anything, it gets taken away. Every single time. Every time. It it never fails. Fate is just gonna fuck Guts over. I need to, I need to start reading that or something. You do. You really do. After I finish One Piece... Well, I guess I won't be finishing One Piece anytime soon because it's still going. I'm almost, I'm almost caught up, bro. After uh-huh. maybe after I hit the time skip in One Piece, I got like 200 more chapters before that, but I can pump that out pretty quick. You have like 400 more chapters. It's in like 700 is the time skip. Oh no, it's like 600. Oh, then I have like 300 because I'm at like 310 right now. Yeah, you're coming up on some of the best arcs in all of One Piece. Actually. I'm excited. And even, like, the beginning arc, every arc in One Piece is not bad. It's you good. literally go, so you go, an absolute heater 10 out of 10 arc in Water 7, heater 10 out of 10 arc in Any's Lobby, then you go to Thriller Bark, which is, like, a 7.5, 
on the One Piece scale. Still a good arc. And then you have Sabaody Archipelago Bomb. Then you have uh, Boa Hancock's arc, which is pretty good. And then you have Impel Down and Marine Ford and holy fucking shit. So good. All right. So that, take- are, are those like kind of mini arcs? Or um, I feel like there's only been like three arcs and I'm 300 chapters in. They're they're kind of small arcs, but they're the best arcs. They're like 50, 50 chapter arcs. That's good. They're looking yeah. for a carpenter right now and where I'm at. Oh, yeah, Frankie, my boy. He's coming up. All right, you can take it away with your next one. All right. My next one is the biggest sleeper on this list. The biggest. The biggest sleeper of all time, I'd say. Moomin Rider versus the Sea King. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's a good one. My God. When he is like his bicycle, when he throws his bicycle at him, I don't remember what it's called. It's like bicycle charge or something. <laughs> it's Dude. funny and like sad at the same time. <laughs> because the modern he has, day Messiah. Like Moomin he's Rider. coming in, he's a class C hero. Like, you know, he has absolutely zero chance against this (laughs) giant sea monster. But then there's still, like, all the people in that giant arena that are, like, out there that they also know there's, like, no chance that the C-class hero is gonna take this guy down. But then, like, one kid starts, like, cheering for him, and then they all start cheering for him, and then he just gets pummeled. And Saitama catches him. And he's like, good work. And I was just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. That that was so... I love Moomin Rider. Moomin Wider, Wider. Moomin Rider <laughs> is my, uh, my favorite character in One Punch Man, I think. Dude, he can ride his bike standing up. Dude's the goat. He can. <laughs> <laughs> that actually was pretty impactful. Moomin Rider just... He'll sacrifice his body for the greater good, man. He will. He's the ideal hero he's the guy he just wants to wants to save people yeah he's just a good guy there is a theory that he is blast there's a theory that like damn near everyone in the freaking uh show is blast yeah there is a theory there's a lot of blast theories i think i think it's saitama i think it could be saitama but i also think that it'd be kind of cool if they did something like when Saitama becomes like the number one hero and then he finally meets Blast, but like Blast is also going to be a hero. So then he has to like debate if he should fight him because he wants like a fun fight or if he should just not because he's a hero. I saw a lot. I saw that theory somewhere and I thought that would be pretty I think I watched the same theory uh, and then they thought that that's kind of how it was going to end, that he would like finally have the chance to fight someone that's like, gonna actually challenge him and have fun but Mm -hmm. then he realizes that i'm fine the way i am i've finally like made friends because you can see he's starting to like make friends with king yeah and genos obviously he starts to become not as depressed and doesn't suffer as much because he's super strong but i want to see him fight blast so fuck that theory yeah that'd be pretty sick there's like a fan fan made one where he fights god yeah, I've seen that. And then, like, after he has no powers because, like, it's God that's granting him powers or, like, removed mm-hmm. his limiter. That one was pretty cool as well. Uh, yeah, I saw that one. That was pretty interesting. 
that's a <laughs> that was such a sleeper ak way to throw that in there that was i clever. love that part yeah I that is a good part that part i just <laughs> god one punch man's so good like genos is going crazy just gets murked by the sea king and then you get moomin rider's whole beat down and then saitama just comes up punches his ass stops the rain <laughs> and then <laughs> the punch he still like doesn't get credit for it because they're like oh it must not have been as strong as they thought it was because yeah. this c-class hero came and killed it in one punch that was a good part should i go with my number five go for it my number five and it honestly looking back on it it's probably not the like it probably wouldn't be here it's nami's backstory but this is like the start of how you see like this is like the start of you seeing how good of a person luffy is and how he will do anything for his friends nami's like backstory and the whole yeah that part is just i love that part so much because you see nami breaking down after you realize everything that arlong's done for her and she finally gets the money to she's like, like seven seven million berries away or something Yep, and then he just shits on her because Arlong's a fucking ass. And then she's sitting there and just trying to cut off her tattoo, her Arlong brand, with a knife. And then Luffy comes up, and she's crying, and she's like, refuses Luffy's help, just keeps refusing Luffy's help. And then, like, her arm's bleeding, she's just breaking down crying, and she just looks at Luffy and says, help me. And he just puts his fucking straw hat on her head, and then proceeds to just go fuck up Arlong. That part was so good, bro. That part was pretty sick. I got a little bit of chills thinking about it. Right, dude? <laughs> that... Oh, so good. Oh, my God. And then this is just the start of all of Luffy's good moments, helping out his friend. No matter what they're going through, he's always there to help. Like, there's this part right now where, like, Sanji's in a little bit of a predicament. Mm-hmm. And he, like, says something to Luffy, like, I'm not going to say anything, actually. This is a really good part. And Luffy's like, no, it's fine, Sanji. I will, I'll fight anyone. I'll fight anyone in the world for you. I'll go back to the East Blue and I will uh, protect anyone you need. Like, don't worry about it. And I'm just like, fucking a Luffy. You're such a good guy. Luffy's the greatest captain of all time. Like, because I think his main goal is like obviously to be the, you know, king king of the pirates and find the One Piece. But what's more important to him is helping out his friends. And he would easily give up being the Pirate King to help out any any one of his crewmates. Even if they're not, you, you'll see this in the Boa Hancock's arc, even if they're not his crewmate, he just, he would rather give up being the Pirate King to not sacrifice his ideals and his morals. Yeah. And it's, it's just, that starts, like, that whole thing starts with Nami's backstory and that Nami moment, which is why it carries so much weight with me finally in the like it's in the part in one piece where you finally hit an arc that actually moves you significantly mm-hmm. yep other than it, usopp's arc is before nami right yeah that one i mean i just didn't like the 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 uh guy that like does this weird dance and like moves super yeah. fast yeah that that villain sucked but yeah that's that's what i gotta say about my number five all right, I'm going to do a quick switcheroo on my number three and my number four because I don't think number four, number three deserves that spot. So I'm going to move to Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, uh, Mustang at the funeral. Oh my god, I forgot about this. It's a bad oh. day for rain. Oh, 
One of the the most iconic scenes in all of anime. I forgot about that. I totally blew my mind. I spaced on that one. Yeah, that was a great I thought that was going to be, like, in your top five. It, it, yeah, it should be. I, I, I I forgot about it. That is. That would. One of the most iconic emotional moments. I'm going to put that at four. And bump everything else down one. That's what I'm going to do. Hughes's funeral. Oh man, yeah, that he was... gets his revenge though. He does, and he goes crazy. That's one of the one of the rarities in anime where revenge is actually like he doesn't feel he feels fulfilled after he got his revenge. Yeah, because usually they try to do like the double meaning where like you get revenge, but it never feels as good as you want it to. But he seems pretty pretty goddamn happy after he gets his revenge. Yeah, but Envy's a fucking cuck. Or Yeah, it is Envy. Yeah, it is Envy. Yeah, Envy's a cuck. Bitch. I'm surprised you didn't think of that one. I totally forgot about it. That's such a good moment. He just tilts his hat down. She's like, it's not raining. Yes, it is. A tear just goes down Mustang's face. The chadliest tear of all time. Very depressing tear right there. Yeah, that was a good one, AK. Goddamn. Now I feel dumb for not including that on here, but Idiots. I'm glad you brought it up. You're such an idiot. I know, right? That was that was dumb of me, but it happens. It happens to the best of us. It does. Uh, you're number four, then? Number four from one of the best anime of all time. Fuck you, AK. Uh, it's from Gurren oh. Lagan. Episode <laughs> eight, I believe. I was Communist- wondering why you said fuck you, AK. <laughs> Communist death was Oh my god, it was It such... happened a lot earlier in the show than I thought it was going to. It was just bro, it it was it was wonderful. I think Kamina's role with his death, it's just irreplaceable to the story. Although I'm pretty sure he died in episode eight or something like that. It's seven or eight. He really his death carried and changed the series. Like his his um It changed Simone. It changed Simone. It just it changed the whole story and his philosophies and stuff are basically what kept the story going. He was a ma- major driving point and his death was done so well. Believe in the me that believes in you. Yeah. It's just what it I thought so was heavy. really funny about uh, Gurren Lagan was that mm-hmm. like Simone was in a super depressed state for a long time and just fighting because he could and not really like he just didn't care about the world anymore Mm -hmm. and then one girl his age shows up and his whole life is just like he doesn't (laughs) even know this girl and he just does a total 180 i thought that was kind of funny that was pretty funny it's just like communist death was just the changing point for simone it was and, a change like, realizing the whole series yeah and like simone realizing his own potential and taking on uh Kamina's beliefs of just like keep going pierce the heavens with your drill simone you fucking gangster ah oh, girligan's so good you put a little bit more stock into it than i do but i will agree that it's pretty damn good super damn good i don't know how that's one of the best anime of all time no I cap. guess I I like a more concrete storyline than that, but yeah, yeah, you dive into stuff deeper than I do, though. 
True. I just am along for the ride. But I feel like Gurren Lagan has a little something for everyone. And I feel like in most people's lists, it's going to be in their top 20. I'd say a lot, a lot. I mean, it's probably like hanging around 19 or low low teens for me. High yeah. teens. I don't know which, which direction you go for that. Like around 18, 19. Number three, this is another show that I'll never watch again because I'm afraid to hurt again like that. <laughs> and that is... That. Can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, go for it. All right, is it uh, Your Lie in April? No, that actually didn't make my list. Uh, is it uh, Clan Ad? No, that's, that's coming up. Yeah, fuck. Okay, go. It is Anohana. Oh, Anohana. Anohana. I haven't seen it. Anohana, the end of Anohana. You don't you don't know anything about Anohana, do you? No, I have no idea what it's about. I don't think I've seen a single clip. I don't I have no idea. I'll kind of explain the premise of it. I can't really spoil anything in the show because it's not really a show that like I would say has spoilers, which is weird to say, but I don't think me saying anything about it will really ruin the impact of the show. Yep. So, it's this group of, like, five kids were, like, the best of friends in when they're, like, children, like, five to six to seven years old. Yep. And there was one of them that dies, like, drowns. So, the the premise of the story is that this the main character, whose name is Jintan, is, like probably took it the worst out of everybody and like kind of became a recluse and like it fast forwards to their middle school or high school i don't remember which one doesn't really make any difference but he doesn't go to school anymore and he just like stays at home and play video games and the one the girl that died like shows up (laughs) as like a ghost yep but it's not like a scary ghost it's like we're like there's no character differences between before she died and after Mm -hmm. and like the whole story is that like getting these people back together like these their friends yep and everybody just kind of like they go along with it but everybody kind of thinks that jintan is just like a lunatic for saying that that this girl is with them yep or that she's like right next to him when obviously like nobody else can see her Mm mm-hmm and then at the very, in the last episode, she like, I don't remember if she runs away or something, but then they, f- they all start believing that she's actually there and due to other circumstances that hit different, but I'm not going to talk about that because that might be a little spoiler, but they find her under a tree and they, it's the first time they all actually can see her. Wait, they find her body? No. Not her body, like they see her ghost. For oh, the first gotcha. time. The, her body was found when she died. Like okay. she's already buried. When they all finally see her and they all finally like forgive, because they all kind of think that her death is their each of their own faults. Uh huh. So when they all finally like forgive themselves, they all see her, and then she like disappears. It's, Damn. And then there's a song, the song that plays. I think if you played it right now, I'd start tearing up. Like it's <laughs> it's that impactful. I gotta watch it. It's that. It's only twelve episodes, thirteen episodes. Gotcha. It's super, 
super impactful. I don't, I mean, it's, it's, uh, kind of more towards the slice of life genre. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know how much you'd like that, but it's very I, I gotta do it for the culture. Gotta you gotta get the culture. culture, my man. Yeah. Like I said, it's one of those shows that you can only watch once. Yeah. It's, yeah, it hits. It just hits heavy. It does. You can go ahead with your number three. My number three. Ah, gotta keep the One Piece grind going, man. My number three is Robin's backstory. Isn't You're that getting any there. Yes, and I do not want... I really... I'm not barely going to talk about this because I'm going to let you experience this shit for your fucking self. Sometimes, dude, it just takes a bunch of 16-year-olds to save a 28-year-old who's in distress. Oh, I forgot that she's <laughs> that much older. Because yeah. she doesn't, like... They don't seem like they're that big of an age gap. But now that I think of it, like, she's just kind of like a middle-aged woman hanging out with... AK, you are gonna get chills when you see this part. I'm excited. How many chapters until I like get to that? Would you say? Uh, probably a hundred. Hmm. I'm gonna pump through a hundred chapters after this. After we finish recording, I'm gonna get to it. It's on. It's. It just hits different, but it just hits so different. It's amazing. So I'm. I'm gonna let you experience that for yourself because you're gonna snap me and be like, "Oh my god, that was so well done." So yeah, take it away with your three. Um, I don't. I, my number three was my last one was Anohana. Oh, my number, two. my number two is from my favorite movie of all time, A Silent Voice. I think it's like my number three or four on my top ten anime. Yeah. You don't really know a whole lot of the premise of the of the story, do you? Nope. So there's this deaf girl that was like bullied in elementary school. And then she ends up getting bullied so bad that she, like, moves schools. Mm-hmm. And this guy that bullied her basically gets uh, blamed and then shunned and then bullied. So, like, he gets the tables turned on him. Yeah. But, like, before, he was, like, the cool kid. Mm-hmm. And, like, everybody was... Not, it wasn't just him that was bullying her. It was everybody. And then, like, the movie starts off with him basically about to commit suicide about to jump off a bridge and commit suicide uh but this is uh, this is just laying the groundwork this isn't the part that hit the worst it's when so that he finally like becomes friends with this girl that he bullied after he finds her again and then towards the end it's kind of like a parallel to the beginning she tries to commit suicide oh wow I don't really want to spoil what goes on with that because that might, I don't want, if you, I want you to watch the show and everybody that's if it's listening a movie, to this I'll should, probably watch it. It's a movie. It's, it's a longer movie. It's like two and a half hours, but I don't want to spoil the ending for anybody because the ending is super depressing and well, it's not really depressing. It's like kind of uplifting, but sad, mm-hmm. but it's when when a specific part happens right at towards the end it makes you tear up for sure yeah i'll probably end up watching that if it's a movie i think you'd like it it's got no action or any stuff like that yeah but the camera angles and everything or it's weird to say camera angles in a anime 
but the way they animate it in such a way that it makes it look it's just done so well it's by kyoto animation and it's just amazing yeah they do a good job i've heard good things about it it's pretty popular all right you can go ahead with your number two my number two is death parade death oh is it a bunch about that yeah my number one ak oh you're gonna die (laughs) okay Uh, you can go with your one since we already talked about death Uh, parade i yeah you want to take a guess at what my number one is i mean clanad obviously clanad after story ending i die inside it is the most heartbreaking ending of anything ever oh my god i can't even explain how heartbreaking this ending is damn i'll uh try to explain it in a way that it won't spoil you i don't even know how to explain this in a way that it won't spoil you huh <laughs> somebody dies and you don't want that person to die it just just and wrecks everything yeah i i'm not going to say anything about this show because it is a necessity i know a lot of people don't especially people that might watch this podcast might not be super interested in your slice of life genre but this is a show that you just need to watch because it's honestly it's it's like it it just hits so hard and yeah you need to watch it after you finish Kogias, after you finish a lot of different things, because you're, yeah, you're once, slacking. Once I, get, I might go on a little slice of life binge once I get caught up on One Piece. Which I I'm wrote you up a schedule. You just got to follow that schedule to Clan Ad. Clan Ad's at the end. Yeah, I might skip around the schedule a little bit, but I'll do it. My number one, I just I can't even really talk about because I don't want to spoil it for you. It's another One Piece moment. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but i don't even want to say it i don't even want to say what my number one is it's so clown let's just say this number one moment does not have to do with a person oh is it fucking going mary oh the mary oh my god this oh personally i'm not even kidding that moment in one piece is one of the saddest moments throughout the whole thing that's what your number one is that is my number one ak i've literally i had a manly tear watching that and reading that i'm not even kidding i swear to god i guess i haven't hit it yet but i just can't see myself like caring oh you're gonna fucking care ak the sunny is part of the crew she is an absolute beauty and she is the goat AK, I'm not even kidding. I'm I'm not even kidding. It's I feel like that's my not opinion. that's not like a spoiler for anybody though, because if you know what One Piece is, unless you're like are oblivious to the world around you, yeah, you know they like, get the sunny. <laughs> you know they go to the thousand sunny. Yeah, AK, it is ridiculous. I mean, oh. I know there's a big fight between Luffy and Usopp over it. The Klobotterman something is you you. You you got to see a little uh a little a little piece of the Mary actually in Skypia. Remember the part where uh something is working on the ship? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I th- I didn't know if they were ever going to say anything about it. Oh, it's coming. Did they up. say something about it? 
it hits different. I want you to read it. I want you to read that part in the manga, and then I want you to watch it in the anime, and you are going to be broken. I'm not even kidding. Wow, maybe maybe it just isn't isn't what I'm expecting at all. Because I thought that just like the ship was wrecked, basically, and they needed a new one. It's so much different than that, bro. It's, it's like I lost a piece of my soul. That's how I felt with Clan Ed. It's I'm I, it's ridiculous. Lost a piece I think of my soul. Part of the reason it's number one is because I never thought that an inanimate. Uh, I guess I can't even say that. I never thought that a ship would make me shed a tear. And this ship made me shed a fucking tear. And uh, you just see how attached everyone is to the Mary and how she's part of the crew. And it's it's just unbelievable. Part of the ship, part of the crew. She is the OG. She's the start of the adventure. Yeah. Before that, they didn't have one. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's riding it's, around in a little dinghy. My sleeper of a number one pick. Sorry, my list is filled with One Piece. It's just so good. I mean, One Piece is a great, great manga. It's not an undercover weebs podcast if we don't talk about One Piece. No kidding. No, I want you to choose <laughs> right now between Berserk and One Piece. Which one do you like better? I'm going to say One Piece because I'm more into it. But they're probably... Oh, fuck. They're so good. Manga-wise, it's definitely those two. Mashal is the greatest manga of all time. Mashal's so fucking good. Holy shit. Seriously, get a Viz account and go read Mashal, people. It is unbelievable. If they cancel Mashal, shit will hit. Like, I'm going to outrage. It's one of the funniest. It 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 is is literally one of the funniest manga. It's so hilarious. Mashal, uh, Mash Vendette is fucking funny. The premise is just a uh, Harry Potter parody. It's great. I love it. I love the show so much. Like, it's so good. It's He's just such an idiot, but, like, it's so creative, some of the fights. Hamstring magic. <laughs> he just <laughs> bamboozles everybody because he's basically Saitama strength in a world of magic. But he has no magic. <laughs> that 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 show is so funny. That that needs to get a hilarious anime. They need to get like a really like a very like they need a voice actor for Vash or for uh, Mash that is just like monotone. Yeah, just like <laughs> it'd be so funny. God, that I, show's good. I, I think that, that if good. that if that stays in serialization, it's got to get an anime because it's like. Kind of on the same lines as like a One Punch Man kind of like comedy. So you'd think that someone's going to animate it. Someone will animate it. It's fucking hilarious. It's awesome. The last episode is fire. I just thought of a part of a, of a, of a show that was quite impactful and emotional that I forgot to put in my honorable mention. So I want to mention it now. Yeah. And that is from Parasite when... Uh, I believe her name is like Kana, the girl that basically like like likes Shinichi, mm-hmm. gets murdered. That was uh that was yeah that deep. yeah that was pretty heavy. And then even Shinichi's the death of his parents that was pretty yeah yeah. That Parasite's good. It's kind of slept on. I don't understand why. I don't really know either. It like it's such didn't an... get it didn't get the publicity. 
No, and it's such an interesting concept. Animation's done well. It's just, it's great. Yeah, it's the first first time that we've. I think it's the first time that we've actually like significantly shown our difference in tastes. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I I got one. I got one actually. What's that? Uh, it's from Trigun when uh, Vash actually he kills someone for the first time. I could see how that would be. Would be he impactful. is just broken inside. He like doesn't even know what to do. It's like he doesn't even want to live anymore because his ideals just got shit on. That that's that's tough. It that's, is tough. That, that's rough, buddy. That's rough, buddy. Throw. <laughs> oh oh, I forgot to mention this. I was gonna mention this right at the beginning. Kind of a meme or sleeper. The beginning of the movie Up. <laughs> yeah, the beginning of the movie Up was fucking sad as that shit. That was so depressing. Oh I literally, God. my first time watching Up, I literally was just like, what, bro? What is this It's movie? a children's movie and they drop that on you? Like, come on, man. Pixar's just, just being dirty with it. Who's cutting onions in the first five episodes of or five minutes of a movie? Come on, yeah. Pixar. Have you seen uh, uh, what's that movie? Have you seen that movie with all like the emotions are like in that little girl's head? What is that movie called? Uh, it's not the emoji movie. No, 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 no. It's uh. (laughs) I know what you're talking about, but I haven't seen it. No. Yeah. Anyways, that's like a Disney Pixar movie, and there's a death in that movie. It's sad really sad actually oh i can't remember his name bing bong oh rip bing bong bro bing bong is a g bing bong huh part hit different yeah well i think we've uh gotten a little bit sidetracked here so yeah so thanks for watching guys episode episode. eight in the books yeah i think i mean my idea for next episode was we i bought a game online the card game maybe have a special guest on yeah it's an anime card game. I think it'll be great. We might do another Tipsy Tales. Another little drinking we'll see what, session. See what our what? schedules have uh, availability for. But yeah, That's the plan as of right now. We might have something else coming up, but we'll do the Tipsy card game at some point, even if it's not next week. It'll be a fun time. I'm excited. It will, it will be. Yeah, thanks for watching, guys. Episode 8 in the book. Stay tuned for hundreds of more. See ya. Later.